Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. show i'm higher peaks and this is lady steva all right we have wicked kind on the show tonight uh we talked with tim snail this was back at the 420 event yeah at thc Mm-hmm. Uh, that was quite the event yeah it was fun did you enjoy it i did yeah you were kicking ass it was fucking busy as shit. You're, but I remember at that one point, you're all standing up, all up on the counter. Oh, that was scary. You're all calling out, acting like you're like, it was like. Oh, I wasn't calling out. So I was Doing the. I was recording. Doing the drawing. and. No, I was recording. I was standing there quietly <laughs> recording. Like, That's my wife. <laughs> you. <laughs> that was Ron doing all the calling. Man, me and my buddy, uh, <laughs> uh, Jack. Midnight Jack, as he goes, um, we're standing in there talking. Pretty soon, we're standing in the in the outside entryway talking, and pretty soon we're outside talking. By the way, we this is because people out and were pushed out. coming in. <laughs> that was that was fun. We had great. That was great. great so I got sales. to talk to Tim Snail, and we talked. He's from Wicked Kind, and we sat down and just talked briefly about you know what Wicked Kind's about. You know where they're from. They're up north in the state. And what they're Portland doing. Kind. Yeah. Funny enough, they do a lot of sales outside of the Portland area. Mm-hmm. So they're actually, their their main sales do not consist of the Portland area, which is cool. Just but Tim like was a great guy. Actually, you know Tim. You knew yep. Tim before me, I think. Yes. And actually, uh, he wa- has been best friends with Ron since they were in high school. It's how we met Tim Snail as a Talent Health Club. Okay. And Ron is basically. Ron is our general manager. General manager. And they have been best friends since high school. They skateboarded together (laughs) and they literally have, they have been best friends for fucking years. Yeah. And that's how we met Tim. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tim did say he did a lot of skating and you know, I should have known and I, I, I do know that skating and cannabis go hand in hand, you know, I mean, come on. And you can get high and, and skate for hours, as they say. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's funny. More and more, I'm talking to more and more and more people that I like, used to like skating. I used to like skating. I used to like skating. Or I used to like skating so much, I'm skating again and all this stuff. And right. So that's cool. I never, when I was young, I never, uh, I skated a little bit, but I was never good at it, you know? No. I never uh, did the it fact right. that I couldn't control the board and it tilted and I fell off of it, I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe I wasn't good with my feet. I was good with other things, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? But so, um, but we talked with Stim. Stim. We talked with Tim. Stim tail. <laughs> now, does Tim, when he's down here, does he rep through? Does he come through and talk about product? Or is there a separate rep that does that for Wicked? No, he always brings Wicked in. 
Okay, so he yeah, is the he guy. He is our guy for Wicked, yeah. Okay, so how long has he been coming in? How long have you guys carried Wicked? Since as long as we've been with Ron. Ron's been with us since uh, August. No, we've had quite a few of the Almost Wicked Flower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had remember? all of them. We've tried them all. Oh, which ones are, do they? Oh, um, actually me. right now is Cherry AK that we have on our shelf. We've mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. I remember the cherry strawberry, um, strawberry cough, and we also have the Mac 1, which is Mac 1 is notorious from them. It is. Um, that was, I mean, we we got some up on the shelf right now. That Mac 1 is um, job, he also guys. delivered, um, he actually did bring us Unicorn Family Farms, which is now Stardust Cultivation. Um, he brought us the uh, Tang Breath from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's from somebody else, but he distributed it to us. Um, what else did he bring us? Alien Rock Candy. Oh, how could I forget? Alien Rock that Candy really and Orange too. Cookies. Those the Orange two. Cookies was good. We yes. bought that a couple times, actually. Yeah, we, we brought bought quite a few of the pre-rolls of the mm-hmm. orange cookies because we also got in the uh the sticks it's wicked candy or oh, i'm sorry wicked kind sticks and um they're like 1.1 gram pre-rolls and they're the grade a buds like they are the exact buds that they also sell on for cannabis they so they don't take like the step down like most companies that sell pre-rolls they usually use their grade b buds in order to sell so basically the grade a buds there's a certain size for them um and then the grade b buds are a little bit smaller so they're more popcorn nugs and then there's you know of course below that is is not boof but it's you know the smaller nuglets and so that gets sold for an even cheaper price nuglets you like that but um so cute smalls is also what we call them yeah um, like Skittle Smalls is what we had on our shelf right. for a little bit, but that's that of course cheaper price because you people usually want those bigger nugs, um, but we still have those select people that enjoy the Smalls because then you know we grind it up anyways is the majority of things that we hear, and actually a lot of people around here are starting to grind up stick in their bowls too. Stick. Yep, stick in their bowls. You know, instead oh. of sticking a whole nug into their bowl. Oh. Why? Why was that so confusing? <laughs> no, I. I just took it around. Not way. a stick. <laughs> you make me get high before the show. and Well, you... maybe three dabs wasn't a good idea before we no, started this. No, especially show. it was one of Dirty Arm. I think we had you had one of the Bo's nose. Go Bo. I had, uh, as you like to say, it sounds like I'm saying culita, but it's, it's straw nana coolie sauce. <laughs> All right, everybody listening. Coolie sauce does not sound good only because I'm i sorry, say culita Bo. a lot because that's sorry, how i man. grew up is my grandma always called it culita so we already talked about how we got that word but i mean at the same time it just sounds coolie sauce is actually like moist yeah <laughs> coolie sauce is actually a is like a form of jam or a uh, like consistency of a syrup or a jam it's more runny so that's it's better than saying jammed because it's just certain companies have like their token name for it. So, um, happy cabbage, they have jammed, they have rosin that's jammed is what they call it. And so he, they just didn't want to copy. And so they're a rosin company. He didn't want to copy the same name from them. 
So that's why he called it something different, and that's what he called it. Uh, no, I totally, I totally understand. Uh, <laughs> Just yeah. like there's rocks and sauce, there's gems and hater juice, tears. there's hater tears, yep. there's there's yeah. diamonds, there's every different form of it, and everybody comes in. Can I get diamonds? Well, we've got gem, we've got it here, here, and here. Uh, this says gems and juice. Um, same thing. <laughs> yeah, different company. That must be tough. It is. Especially when you got all the different companies and you got to hunt out all those different ones. It's great fun, especially when you got, you know, a hundred and some odd flavors on your shelf of dabs. Did you ever think you'd say that, though? No. I remember when we had none. Well, the, but I mean, like, say, ten years ago. No. If I would have said, you know I didn't what? know what the In fuck five, dabs were ten years ago. <laughs> I know. In five years, you're going to have a selection of cannabis on the store shelf that is going to be so mind-blowing well beings that you manage a lot of the inventory in ways like tagging and stuff i'm sure that's got to be intense yeah and i can't claim management but i would i i manage getting it out on the shelf without going insane you manage that <laughs> you manage the 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 sticker do you actually put the stickers on too um i try to majority just because there is a lot of uh, mix-up of stickers going on the wrong things and you know things being misstickered and um who better than to blame in myself can't be mad at my you know the only person i'd rather be mad at is myself so i have my i, I can't say my little minions it's my little me's so the only i have a select couple people that i don't mind helping me sticker but most of the time it's a don't touch it just don't fucking touch it <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, bottom line is, you know, even though it's cannabis, it's still retail. Mm-hmm. Still retail. So, yes. Gotta love it. Gotta keep shit on the shelves. Yeah. All right. So, Tim Snail, and check their, you know, check them out for uh, their flavors. Uh, their flavors were, are amazing. Yeah. Their flowers bomb. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're up north, I'm probably easier to get to them. That cherry AK smells like, I, we call it cherry fizzy farts. <laughs> fizzy farts. So, stank. we call it chessy farts. Stank. Chessy fart. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a hold of it, that Mac one. Yes. Yeah. That Mac one's pretty good. It doesn't have the loudest nose on it. And neither no, does and the you strawberry want, like cough. You, said, you want some good pre-rolls, get the uh, orange. orange uh, yeah. Cookies. Right now, the actually all they have is the alien rock candy. Oh, uh, they darn. sold out of the orange cookies. Um, rock candy's good too. Yeah. And that was, we got the very last of the alien rock candy in pre-roll form and that's it. Like that's the tail end of the alien rock candy. All right. Check Wait. them out. Let us know what you think of them. We are, they invited us to go check them out in fall to do a follow up. Probably sit down with fun. Tim. Tim wanted to sit down with a couple other people and then. And tour the know, farm? Yes and, yes. and check out uh, what's going on there in the fall. So if you guys like what you hear and want to hear and see more, um, get more in depth with the big guys out there. Uh, See, I was not a part of this interview. I, well, I was running around a building, but I did stop in and say hi for a second. You did have to let me know that you were in an interview, even though I knew. I, you know, I (laughs) I am fearless when it comes to interviews. I want to have the best sound quality and I, and I attempt that. I'm not saying I, I get it. Uh, I attempt it. Um, and I'm very anal. (laughs) Very anal, and I'm still learning. So there's tricks I pick up along the way. You so, can go, you know, way back in here, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god. So but, in other words, he's saying that this is the worst audio that we're probably gonna, no, no, no? Uh, I good? don't think so. Okay. Anytime, anytime you get away from walls, uh, you know, having people around does not help. No, that's not good. But anytime you get away from walls, like when we did that interview with Ancient um, Earth Designs, or 
uh, when we go outside, mm-hmm. you know, the sound is not bad. If, if I can get rid of the wind noise and stuff, it's really not bad. Uh, but walls get a little tough when they're just bare walls. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really picky about sound, but I am not afraid to do an interview anywhere. And I think that's part of, you know, how I want to be seen is that, uh, you know, I don't, uh, as much as audio is number one, it's not number one over not doing the interview mm-hmm. and, you know, to be able to tour farm and sit down in person, that's good enough. You know, we can, you know, I think everybody's okay with that. Oh, hell yeah. Plus, I mean, we sound pretty good here, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> All right. Give us some feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Always want to know that. All right. Uh, check us out, uh, organrooted541.com. You can always go there and check out all of our episodes. We're going to start putting up uh, new content, uh, putting up our photos a lot, most of. And then also, too, um, we're going to start putting up, I'm going to start putting up the, uh, we call them transcripts. So people who are hearing impaired can still read. Yeah. Not I'm like also I think waiting we're on so you special too. that they're going to do that. But I think I just want to make that the option. You know, if you why not give it you an option? want to, mm-hmm. to look, it's more like a blog, I should say. So we're going to start putting that up and offering some extra features as well. So organread541.com. And you can always subscribe there as well. So mm-hmm. you've got iTunes. We're now on Spotify. I don't, I'm glad we yeah. brought that up. Spotify. Pretty so proud that, of that. That's a big one. Um, check us out there. We're soon to be iHeart too, I hope. So, yeah, just waiting uh, on a response. Spotify is a big one though. Um, uh, but you can you can actually go to the website and subscribe from there in, in any form or fashion or any place you want to find us. Uh, but everything is always at our website. Here it is, Tim Snail, Wicked Kind. How long have you been there, man? I've been working there about a year now straight. Um, started in the cannabis industry and the beginning of the rec market and worked for several different brands before hooking up with Saint, the owner of Wiki Kind, and just thought it was the perfect fit between uh, my past experience in the action sport industry and, uh, you know, finding someone to work with was that you can really uh, trust and really appreciate was little bit of a struggle in the beginning of the cannabis industry but here we are you know a year later we've been on the market for a year and we're out here on the road promoting uh, the brand for 420 here at talent health club so promoting two of our dope cup strains the alien rock candy and the mac one yeah i think i've uh I believe we've had the Mac one. What was the other one? The Alien Rock Candy, and that yeah, was yeah, the I've had that one too. 2018 Dope Cup Most Potent. Well, so, well done. You know, we've been fortunate. Um, it was funny because we didn't even know if we should enter the the contest because a lot of people think they're rigged or whatever. But uh, we decided after trying the Alien Rock Candy, the first batch, that we needed to, you know, put it in other people's hands and see what we could come up with and. It's really helped us along the way. Um, I think the focus now for us is to keep the product at the level it is right now. That's probably a struggle. Some people win some awards and get on the couch and be like, (laughs) yeah, let's ride this award for a while. The hardest thing is to stay on top. I mean, uh, you're okay. That's the, that's the goal for us is just to keep trying to get better with our product. Okay. And you were saying when I was talking to you early that you guys were 
I don't know how you did that. You kept stuff in house. Is that? I mean, as far as your uh, your process, the genetics. How does that work with you guys? Well, we get uh, a lot of our genetics come from Cap Capulator. Oh, okay. And then um, you know we we uh, clone a lot of stuff, and then we got start started breeding a bunch of stuff I, i'm not the the master grower mark and ryan are and clay or grow crew we have up there and sure and you know I, I i look forward to doing another cast with you with those guys oh yeah so they can tell you a little bit more about the grow process yeah. and stuff yeah. it's you know they like to keep it close to the best but uh we're constantly looking at creating our own new strains yeah. right now we've uh coming up with a bernie mask um, we've got a sunset mat coming out. We got a top secret strain called Wicked Foxhole that's going to be dropped. Probably about six weeks away from dropping some of the new stuff. But we also got, you know, we're pheno hunting constantly. Um, for instance, our Cherry AK 47 that we have is the Cherry Pheno of the AK 47. Okay. We hunt, we pheno hunted that thing with, for 5,000 seeds before we found it. So these guys that do the grow, the grow squad, I call them, they're an amazing group of guys. And I couldn't be in a more better position than I am right now with mm -hmm. working with them, man. It's just, it's been an enjoyment and a fun. And, you know, it's, it's something that, that I said when I was 12 years old, it's going to be legal and I'm going to work in the industry one day. And it's funny, I'll talk to my friends now from back then and they'll be like, you were right, dude, you work in the industry and it's legal. Manifested that. So, you know, the, you know, we've had our, our problems here in the Oregon market, you know, the fluctuation of price. And um, I've been fortunate, you know, before WikiCon, I've worked for other top shelf brands. So I've been able to just, my goal was just to focus on top shelf product. Um, and I've been fortunate to just work with some of the other brands too, which helped me. Um, build the wicked kind business because I you know was dealing with other brands and stores and when they found out I went to wicked kind they're like well you've sold us really good product in the past so I'm sure that they're gonna have some stuff too mm -hmm. so I've been able to build loyalty with the stores so I've been able to work for different brands but sell to the same stores which has helped me you know along the way as a salesperson yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm wicked kind. It's just, it's wicked awesome, I always say. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty positive. Now, you guys are up in Portland? We're, we're, we're based in Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm, I live on Mount Hood. I originally came here in 1990 from East LA. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, Saint moved uh, from Montana about 15 years ago to Portland. And we're based uh, sort of in the airport area the airport way area um we 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 started just small we were distributed into portland so if you've noticed our slogan was keep portland kind and now we've expanded out of there over the last six months so we're rebranding everything keep oregon kind and uh we just look forward to just growing the brand we, we work on a, an exclusive which not a lot of people like to hear in the cannabis industry especially brands um, we try to keep the product limited so it's not oversaturated in one area. Yeah. And that and I that that comes from my experience in growing brands in the action sports industry. It just if you could do bigger business with less accounts, it's more profitable for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Now you guys just came down to this area, I guess. Or have you been down here for a while? Oh no, I, I used to actually live down here. 
from uh, 90 to 93. And because um, Talent Health Club just got. I guess got you guys on the shelf yeah so I recently started coming down here I want to say in January started expanding out of Portland coming down here um, my good friend Ron is works here at Talent Health Club and he was telling me you know sometimes they have a problem with getting people to drive down or whatever and I was like hey Ron you know me I live in the car so I started coming down here and people were really receptive and you know I've got some really good business and I'm I'm actually down here every other week now and I got a I got a spare room at a Applegate Valley Farms which is a friends of ours um, they my buddies their head grow he's got me a spare room so I go down there stay with him and do my business and skate a lot down here at all the different skate parks and, big skater fan, I mean, this job's a dream. Drive around listening to punk rock, skateboarding, and you know, moving herb. What, yeah. what more would you want in life? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I can't. I can't challenge that at all. I like doing it. My wife likes doing it. She's very passionate about that, as you probably. Yeah, this is probably one of this. This store has a lot of passionate employees, and That's I always good. love coming here to see them. You know, it's just always a fun experience. And, I love it here too, and I'm glad that she does it. She brings, I'm I'm am fortunate enough to be able to like try stuff like your guys's strains. She brought it home. She had four samples, and she shared what little bit that they, they have. And the four that I tried, I can't exactly remember which four. I wish I would have remembered, but they were solid. You know, you know, we try to be uh, consistent with all our strains. Um, it was consistent. That's exactly you know, what it that's was. one thing I think you want to try to do as a grow and as a brand is put out consistent product you know yeah you're gonna have a dud or you're gonna get a tanker here or there or you're gonna try something and it's not for you and you just try to move on from that and and go with the best ones you have and make those ones better yeah yeah and so those strains that you're putting out now do you keep those in-house do you know if we do we, we, we keep um, you know we've come a long way from where we start you know when we first started we were doing uh, a lot of cement shoes, birthday cake, wedding cake, some of the strains that you know were out there already. Yeah. A lot of people doing. And you did uh, well, I'm and sure. Then, with those. Yeah, we did well. Right. And you know, and then we, and then we really started to focus on, you know, creating some new stuff. On, and we created the Mac One. A lot of people have Mac, which is Miracle, Miracle Alien Cookies, and then we created Mac One, which is Alien Cookies crossed with the F2, crossed with Columbiana, and crossed with Starfighter. Okay. So um, that was a big challenge for us, yeah. and we got it done. Um, then we, you know, we moved into the Alien Rock Candy. That started doing really good. We pheno hunted the Cherry AK. That's a staple of us now. So I'd say our, our five staples right now are Alien, Cherry AK, uh, Mac One, Orange Cookies, Granola Funk, and uh, I think those are the four straight. And then right now we're we're gonna do another run of like some Ray Charles, some Sneeze we've done in the past. That was the strain we came up with. It's a Colorado Cop crossed with Ghost OG, and we were pretty much the only farm I think in in the state that had that. So we're gonna do another small run of that. Um, we've got some mango kush that we do here and there that does really well. Uh, everybody's been asking for a, a Strictly Sativa, so we're doing another run of Strawberry Cough that we did. 
couple of months back and nice. uh, just try sometimes you know you you hear what people want so you got to add that in there mm. and uh, so we look forward to just you know working working with stores and meeting their needs you know yeah well I'm, I'm sure glad you guys showed up here that granola funk you said granola funk yeah right? I got that right one of my favorites yeah we, oh yeah we have the cookie dog I keep forgetting about that I don't know if I've tried which that which is one cookies crossed with dog locker sounds good it was a it was a big number it came out big I think uh -huh. it was a 33 and a half that we had it so the first batch turned out good and it smoked really well and people we got a lot of compliments on Instagram about it so I think that's gonna be another staple that we keep in the in the run here for I'd say another six months or so you guys uh, have big plans for the future well we're all about trying to just get leaner and meaner uh -huh. instead of expanding and trying to chase dollars it's all about doing the business we're doing now but you know finding ways to do it better and cutting our costs down you know obviously that helps when we get more per light that always helps cut your costs down um, you know getting just trying to grow the brand it, again it goes back to that exclusivity so you you keep a tight distribution you might start with the store that does maybe a pound a month with you, but you keep that tight distribution and they help you build the customer. And then six months down the road, they're doing five pounds. So, you know, it's all about doing more business with less stores. Not a lot of people like to hear that, but that's smart business. Yeah. That's where you start to make a little bit more on your, on your end by creating more business within your account base instead of trying to sell to all 600 stores and run yourself ragged, driving, you know, nonstop. And, you know, half of that's going to get rejected. So every time you get product rejected as a sales guy, you're losing money. That's a loss right there, just in gas. Oh, right. So I'm all about, you know, creating more business within the business I already have. That's, that's good. our big plans. And, and just to stay focused on our product, I think, you know, we've, we have expanded into Nevada. We have okay. a 10,000 foot grow going in outside of uh, Vegas. Um, we got a license in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. We just, here's a big one. We just signed Rick Ross to Wicked Kai. Nice. Yeah, he's going to be promoting us and, you know, wearing our gear and giving us shout outs. And so, so uh, he likes your cannabis. He likes our cannabis. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That was, uh, I came into work Friday and the boys were, just celebrating, jumping up and down, and they told me the news, and I was like, whoa, that's, that's pretty heavy, man. That's so, good. So, you know, a lot of people are going to California right now, and we're thinking, you know what, let everyone go to California, and, you know, we'll, we'll go to our spots where we think we'll do a little yeah. bit better, and, you know, there might be some more expansion to some other states, too, so. Yeah. Now, you guys are up in um, the northern part of the state, basically, so uh, the weather's a little bit different up there. What do you guys do? You do outdoor? All of our product is uh, indoor. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All Should have went the other direction on that Yeah. One. No, it's all good, man. Um, good. That's good. No I wonder mean, it was well. Me personally, right. you know, um, when I was a kid, my brother had a degree in horticulture. My dad grew cannabis in the 60s, got arrested. I remember him getting taken away <laughs> in a squad car for growing weed in our backyard. Uh, isn't that and, crazy? Yeah. And then my brother had a degree in horticulture, so me and him used to grow really good cannabis in our backyard in LA. 
straight outdoor, you know. In the city. Never, never saw a lot of indoor back then. And then, uh, and then I moved to Oregon. And, you know, there was a lot of outdoor down here when I first moved. But mm-hmm. then when I went up north, that's where I started meeting a lot of dudes that were growing indoor. Because the weather's so unpredictable up there, you know. Especially Mount Hood. So, you know, we were all snowboarding skiers. But everybody grew weed to support their habit. And now all those guys are legitimate rec farms. And uh, so I think, you know, I think Oregon's got some of the best weed in in the country, man. I was just going to ask you about that. You know, and I'm not just about my brand, you know. I'll give shout outs to Seven Points, Pistol Point, Doghouse, Left Coast, So Fresh. I do. I love smoking good weed. And so I buy a lot of other weed, too. And I like to give other people props. It's not just all about, you know, I'm the shit. No Mm -hmm. one else is good. There's... Oregon's got the best growers, period, man. That's what I, I think. I agree. And, you know, there's been this thing that I've seen around media where because Oregon has a big backstock of cannabis, all these other states say that when they get our Oregon cannabis, I suppose that would be black market, uh, that it's not that good anymore. And I'm assuming that's coming from all that crap that we have because, like you said, we are have a lot of really good growers with really good cannabis. Yeah, but I think you know, that's what stays right here I in the state. I think part of the state. problem was is so many people came from from other parts of the country and were just in in it for the quick fix of trying to get rich off of it where a lot of the people that i grew up around are have been pat they're passionate about it you know what i mean there's a difference between passion and profit so profit means bad a lot of bad cannabis passion means good product Mm -hmm. so we like to say we're we're passionate people um you know that's something i think that's sort of it's the market seems to be working itself out some people are leaving some people have failed what was it last year 40 percent of the outdoor guys didn't produce i mean that was a big that was a big chunk of people that went away last year um i think that i think over the next year and a half it's going to really correct itself you'll get rid of the the profit guys and you'll have a lot more passion guys do you, um, I mean, there's there's that happy medium too, right? I think passion can equal some profits. If you look at it, passion first, profit later. If you're all about profit and not really watching your quality and then you wonder why you can't sell your product and then you drive the price to the basement. You know, I think the cannabis industry needs a uh, standard MSRP put in place where everybody has an equal playing field that's selling at a certain price. That's something that's always been in any other business industry you've ever been in. You know, there's an MSRP, there's a there's a manufacturer's price and a, and a retail price. But without that in place, it's just, it seems it's a race to the bottom. And that's put a lot of good small growers out of business. They just can't compete when they're putting all this time and energy into this product. And there's other guys that came here for profit that are dumping product at half of the price it should be sold at. So you, you say all this with confidence, so it sounds like you guys aren't worried at all about um, how, how the competition has gotten and how it can squeeze people out. No, no. I mean, yeah, you, you want to be, you, wanna, you don't want to worry, but you want to be aware of what everyone else is doing. That's what, that's what they rely on me. I mean, I go around and I, those brands I just talked about and brands that I find, I buy their product, I try it. I like to say I'm a connoisseur of cannabis. Um, 
And like I said, man, there's a lot of good farms growing some really good product out there. It's all about just, uh, you know, being a, it's got to be friendly competition, you know. I think uh, if you're able to pat each other on the back, the retailers see that as more of a unity thing. You know, there's a lot of divisiveness in the cannabis industry. That was one thing that I was really shocked when I came here. You know, um, coming from the action sport industry, we, we, have, we were competitors with each other, but at the end of the day, we were all friends with each other. We all could talk to each other about business, you know, like, you know, accounts, did they have good credit or things like that. It tends to be the uh, competitiveness in the cannabis industry doesn't, it's gotten better, I'd say over the last six months, but man, in the beginning, it was like, I'd be doing an intake and I'd be sitting there with four other sales reps and nobody would talk to each other. Nobody would, uh, there was times when I put my hand out to shake people's hand and they wouldn't even shake my hand. So I was just like, whoa, this is a shock. Yeah. You know, you think of, oh, it's the cannabis industry. Everyone's going to be overly friendly. Now, yeah. was it like that down south? No. I mean, no. You know, you know, so it was probably. It was a little bit like that everywhere. But it, I think that that side of it is sort of, people are like, you know what? We hear that enough of that garbage in the news. Let's just. Let's not worry about, we try to just worry about what we have to do, not what other people are doing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know. Do you I, feel like most people that are passionate, quote, uh, and are being successful have actually really come from a long background, you know, as far as you know, before it was legal? Oh, yeah. It seems like a lot, because you said the growers, stuff like that, a lot of these guys have been around for like 20 years. Oh, yeah. So to speak. You know, and there's some, there's some newbies, some FNGs, oh, yeah. we yeah. call them, fucking new guys. <laughs> is that what it is? That <laughs> they is. jump in, and there's some guys that have come up and that put some decent product out right away. I give those guys props, too. You know, Gaston Farms, out of Pouring. Okay. He, he did a really good job. Okay. I'm not sure if he's been growing that long, but um, that's just a new new brand I heard about and uh, it was pretty good. Hmm. Um, I think he's relatively new to the game. Um, and then there's this really cool, these really cool guys from Hawaii, I meant they have a, this farm called Freshwater Farm. That's they grow living one, soil. Yeah. And I'd never seen living soil before. You know, I've seen it in the food, food vegetables and all that. So I got to tour their farm one time and uh, they grow with all all they put on their product is water. So they're, they're a brand that's, um, I think they're right. working on getting some better genetics, but yeah. again, like I'm not afraid to say who I like. I like a lot of other brands. <laughs> yeah, sure. And that's, I say I that because I'm confident about our brand, mm. you know? I know, where, I know where our brand sits and I know where our brand's going. Um, and I don't have to knock anyone down to make myself look better. Sure. and. You guys, obviously, you like indoor. That's that was your. I, I your do. Path. I prefer indoor yeah. myself. You know, yeah. as is not I think that I won't most. turn down outdoor, but no, me no. myself, I prefer indoor. Um, it, I just I just asked because it's funny. It's just across the board. Some like whatever, but uh, but generally towards indoor, which always think, always looks really can, good and has got um, the best. I think you got more control indoor. Right. You know? Obviously, yeah. You mm -hmm. know, so I think you can put your, you can make your product more consistent that way. Sure. And we like to have more control over everything. Mm -hmm. Where outdoor, you know, you're dependent on a lot of factors that you don't have on the in inside. 
Yeah. I, I'm glad we're checking in because hopefully, like we had talked earlier, maybe at the end of the year we can check back in with you. Um, yeah, man, I'd love to have at... you guys come up to Portland and do a, yeah, let's do a cast from the farm, you know, meet the, the rest other... of the crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even you know shoot around Portland, look, yeah. talk to some of our retailers That'd up there. Great. Yeah, and, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, so we can check in with you uh, right now. What just so we know, what stage are you in now? As far as the farm, are you guys? indoor wise is are you in all stages all the time oh yeah we're all we're all stages gotcha. all the time okay. yeah constantly so moving just, of course it's like indoor. a big it's just, like a yeah. big wheel in motion just you start one one day and then you just go right back to that day and you just it's a constant motion how we're much like, area are you guys taking right now i don't know how big you guys were uh, i think our total square footage right now is don't quote me on this, but I think it's around 8,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. Under um, lights. Yeah. Maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about expanding in Portland. I mean, expanding the grow and for Oregon. Um, but I just don't think we're there yet. I think uh, we're doing smart business. We're not sitting on product. We're able to clean our books okay. up every mm-hmm. month. Um, so until you get that more of a demand when you don't have product and people want it i think that's when you slowly expand maybe add another room or something but i've seen i've witnessed people in the beginning that were killing it you know january february of 16 or 17 when it became wrecked and then they just blew up their building expanded and then the quality sort of slipped yeah so then they went from you know being an ultra shelf brand to a mid brand because they were the product didn't turn out as good so then the price went down um, and that's something we don't want to do we don't want to fall off from being a top shelf brand sure now what led you to wicked oh i've Shift been gears <laughs> um i worked for the story behind the man the story behind the man uh i actually worked for a company called vulcan clothing yeah, you're saying um, that. Mm-hmm. I was there from the very beginning. I was there when the brand, we started the company with the sticker. We didn't even know if we were going to make clothing. All we no. had was a logo. When you, when was this? This was 1990. 90, okay. And then I moved up here to Oregon to uh, do all the sales for the Northwest and to snowboard and promote the brand up here. And I spent uh, 22 years with them. And then the clothing industry started to take a real dive. A lot of the brands, and I, and I tell a lot of people in the cannabis industry, imagine if the farm could ship it directly to the customer. Not a lot of stores would be open because people are lazy and people want to buy online now. Mm-hmm. And that hit our industry, the surf, skate, snowboard industry, I mean like a tsunami. We had literally hundreds of stores closing every 30 days. So to try and grow a brand with the people that grow your brand going out of business constantly, Mm -hmm. it just became, after 22 years of it, I decided to to part ways with them when they sold the brand to Gucci. I moved on and I started a company called INI. It was an all sustainable company. And I sold that to Holden. And then I started a, a distribution with Oregon's Finest. And that was movement cannabis. And that's when I was selling So Fresh, Seven Points, Doghouse, Left Coast, 
um, Ideal, Troy Moore, who's one of the owners of Oregon's Finest, also used to own a skate shop. And he's the one that coaxed me into getting into the cannabis industry. And so I went up, I did, you know, I did some rounds with some different companies and, and I just needed to find the right, I was almost about to walk away from the industry. That's how, that's how bad of a taste I had of it in my mouth. You know, because I had one job my entire adult life. Okay. And within the first year of the cannabis, I think I was, went through four companies. So I was like, this, I'm all about civility in my life. I want yep. stability. So I decided, you know, if I don't find the right brand, I think I'm just going to go back. I, at, the, at, at that time, I had some other opportunities to go back to the clothing business. So, and then I ran into uh, another friend of mine said, hey, do you know Saint, dude? Because you and him are cut from the same cloth. And he introduced us to each other. And Saint was like, dude, I love you, man. Just come work for me. And that's, that was it. And I've been there a year. And it's the best place to work for. I like to call it, you know, in the beginning when I worked at Bolcom, we were a big family. I mean, most employees there worked there for 22 years. And it was really hard leaving that family employee environment, but I found it at Wicked Kind, like instantly. The day I met these guys, it was just like we were family. And now it's just like, it's the best place to work. They're very, very awesome people to work with. They're very humble, they're very thankful. They're, they're, they're just like me. They're willing to pat anyone on the back. They don't like drama. We're all about, you know, being kind and just you know doing our jobs and doing what we have to do and not worrying what other people have to do treat people with kindness be wicked about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of stores do you serve up in portland uh, so right now we've we've got uh, we actually sell probably more product outside of portland than in portland there you go See? um and i think that was due to the fact that you know there's not a lot of guys driving around obscure parts of the state showing good product um, we, but we work well with Bridge City Collective. Oh, I know um, Bridge City. Yeah, I like o- it there. Oregon's Finest, um, Local Herb Collective, Natural Remedies. Mm-hmm. Um, we sold the Brothers. Um, who else? So you, you serve mostly which areas? I do the whole state. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. not not you personally, but I mean, like, what's your biggest area? Well, that you I guys think, think it's pretty spread out. We're probably pretty like the amount we sell in Portland and Eugene and Southern Oregon mm-hmm. is probably the equal amount. Oh, I'm just good. hopping one week. I'm in right. Portland. The next week, you know, I'm in Eugene and down here. You gotta um, love the state, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, like again, it goes back to that where you don't want to oversaturate one area, you know. Yeah. And Portland's a, you know, Portland's a. It's a dog fight up there. Is it? Yeah. And we, we we sell up there, but like again, it seems to be more of a fight, more of a race to the bottom up there mm-hmm. where people in other parts of the state don't get a chance to buy a really good product. I think that's where we, we've been successful. Not that we're you know, not trying harder in Portland. I'm, I'm looking at probably bringing another salesperson on in Portland area um, and just trying to expand from there. We're in 50 Trees too, and uh, 
We just cut a deal with Mr. Nice Guy. They have 22 stores, so we just got on their shelves for 420, 22 new locations. Um, so we're excited about that. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, with them coming on board, you know, we, we want to be able to take care of the people that uh, took care of us from the very beginning. So we're not really looking to expand distribution right now. Just at the point right now, we've got enough product to take care of all of our existing customers and just keeping them happy. So um, it'd be tough if we had 20 stores call me tomorrow and want product. It would be tough to give them product because I've got these, my accounts that buy product every week and they're counting on me to bring them product every week. So it's really hard to just open 20 new doors and then come, for instance, I can't come here and say, I don't have product for you because I sold to someone else. You know what I mean? So we got to be strategic about as we grow a store and grow the brand. Keep that balance. Yeah, perfect balance. That's good. That's great. It's smart too. Yeah. So I think you were telling me earlier, you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but didn't you do some growing in your younger years? I did. My brother has a degree in horticulture. Nice. My dad grew some, my dad got uh, arrested for growing cannabis in the late 60s. There you go. Um, he's a warrior. Wounded my warrior. Brother's, my brother's got, my brother actually, he's a greensman in the movie industry right now, but he used to grow some, he used to grow a strain back then called Harawana. I think people, I think it's been around. I think it's been up here. I think I've seen it on someone's shelf. It's an old strain, but um, yeah, you know, we grew up in East LA and we grew up around a lot of, a lot of shady characters. Oh yeah. So we saw a lot of, we saw weed from all over the world, man. We, we saw weed from Afghanistan. We saw, you know, chocolate tie stick that came on a string. Uh, we saw some really good Columbia Acapulco gold back in the day. So, you know, I think, I think people forget that that area was a hub for cannabis for a long time, man. I mean, everybody I know smokes weed down there. Yeah, since um, you can remember. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and it's, it, it was weird when I first moved to Oregon that it was sort of hard to find some decent weed. I, it was really tight, oddly, tight oddly. community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you did, this is the early 90s, you paid for it, it was like 75 and 8. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. Oh man, those were the days, you know, down south they were doing, they were selling eights for $125 an eight. What did you think of the Oregon cannabis compared to coming from down there? You know. Especially if it's a hub. When I first, when I first got here, I wasn't impressed. But the, you know, it takes time to meet people and acquire the taste. Inquire the taste. Now I would say that of the always, everything is better up here than down there, even in the heyday. You know, but it, you're admitting to that. Is that oh, what yeah. you do? Yeah, okay. Oregon. That's strange because a lot of California. Well, it's kind of more. You know, either way, Oregon says they got better. You know, and California says they got better. So I don't know. We're, Pacific Northwest does a really good job. I just look for the day when I can bring my weed down there and sell to their stores. Well, then we'll then we can we'll have see. that conversation. I'll right? check in with you. I'll check in with you. <laughs> then we'll have that conversation. Yeah. Oh man, do you think that? Well, you said you got into Nevada. 
Yeah, we have we got a license in Nevada. Um, okay, so that's how it works. You can get a license there and then yeah. kind of move. Do you have to have facilities there or anything? Or yep, do you... we, we don't have a, a, an actual retail store, but we, we partnered up with some guys there and we, we got a license, 10,000 foot grow going in. Mm-hmm. Um, our team will go down there and set it up and get those guys rocking. Product will become ready to sell. I'll go down there and train the sales crew and how to sell the product. And you know, it'll be a sort of a separate entity of us, but trained by all of us. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's always a challenge too. If you're not, if you're not overseeing everything, you know, we want to keep our brand at a level. So if that's not working, then sure. we'll make sure it works. So uh, would it still come from Oregon? Could you still call it Oregon cannabis? And it would be, well, because then you you know, could, they, you'd have to that, grow it there, wouldn't you? The, our goal is to be able to transfer product or even brand it. You know, imagine if you could have an Oregon-based store mm. on the strip of Las Vegas that has all Oregon brands. Man. Not only our brand from Oregon, but all my friends' brands from oh, Oregon. That, that would be ideal. You know, I see that as like an international cannabis strip where, you know, you got... You know, Colorado grown, Oregon grown. You yeah. got specific state branded stores, right. in it, and it, especially in an area like that, where you get people from all over the world coming that have heard about. You know, you know when Colorado weed first became wreck, everyone wanted to go to Colorado and get weed from Colorado. You know, and then we became wreck. We got a lot of influx, and so I see some brand like state branded stores down the road too in the in the whole national scheme of things um, that's ambitious considering that you're still keeping the balance here so you really have to I don't know it just seems it seems great I mean I, I would like to see like you said though have some Oregon branded cannabis that would go out you know imagine you know that would help everybody in Oregon if we had Oregon Oregon stores in every rec state yeah. where all the brands here in Oregon could yeah. actually get a piece of some of these other states. Sure would be nice, yeah. Without, think about this, they could sell their product without having to even put a facility there. You know, right. we open up them, you know, we're, we've got a, a tight little market in Oregon, you know. We're, I would say there's probably maybe a half a million cannabis users in the whole state where, you know, there's 40 million in California. So if we could take our product down there and sell it to them, I think that would help everybody. You know, they get to see some of our best weed from Oregon. It helps every farm in the state move product. Um, so I think we'll see that come pretty soon. I'm thinking in a couple years, we'll be able to cross state lines. Yeah. I know there was a house bill and I heard it didn't pass. I'm gonna look into it this weekend, but they were, trying to make one to think transfer between Oregon and Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. And that's where you want to go. I, I, I mean, if they opened the whole West Coast up, I would, I'd go to Washington, I'd go everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere I'm legally, I could go, I would legally go and sell our product for sure. Now, that would have, there would definitely have to be an expansion before I did that because like I said, I'm growing enough product right now to take care of my accounts. Yeah. So, it, what's your key product right now? I would say it's been our Alien Rock Candy. Oh man, that's so good. And our Mac One, and then we launched our Wicked Sticks. Oh. So we just launched all flower pre rolls 
about a month ago and they're just on fire right now. There's no trim, there's no B nugs. I have photos of all the A nugs that we turn into these these pre-rolls. So if anyone wants to see them, I got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are on Instagram um, too. You know, they're Make sort of on the higher price, but it's all A nugs. It's not trim, it's not B nugs. All of our B's, all of our trimmers being, uh, we're launching Wicked Extracts in about two weeks. So I'll have, I'll have that product put on shelves. Um, Is that your in-house processing or are you gonna go no, through No, we, we, we partnered up with OG Collective. It's a good account of ours mm -hmm. out of Salem. They have a big processing. They do all the processing for Heroes, the farm. Um, and we looked around, we, we were working with Mana for a bit. Um, but we decided to just go ahead and package and brand it ourselves. So we looked for a toll processor and we, we, found, uh, we found OG Collective. Um, just a perfect, perfect fit. He's gonna do all our toll processing, all of our packaging, and his, his split goes on all of his six stores. So we get branding also along with it. So it was a really good deal for us and, and the product's turning out amazing. We're gonna have some alien diamonds, Mac diamonds. One diamonds. Look forward to that. That's that's so, really hot you know, right now. That's probably been the biggest thing this year for us is expanding our, ex getting some more SKUs, but with our flower, for example, adding mm -hmm. the wicked sticks. Mm -hmm. um, and every retailer is like, you need to enter these in competitions. Dude, these are just unbelievable. I think the first batch we had was 36 and a half Alien Rock Candy Wicked Sticks. And I mean, we only had about 1,600 go out, but they were gone in like three days. And everybody wanted more. So we're gonna make sure we're, we're keeping a, got some really good branding with those on, on, on the packaging side of it. All the stores were just blown away by it. That helped sell it, you know? Um, and then we look forward to getting our extracts out there. You know, it's gonna be small batch, limited run, and it'll be only sold in our flower dealers. Are gonna sell all kinds of, uh, you know, um, consistencies, or are you gonna just do I the think we're gonna have, well, I think we'll have diamonds, sugar wax, and maybe some shatter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to just get all diamonds. <laughs> Seems to be the hit right now. But I'll tell you what, Nana needs some, uh, Alien rock candy sugar wax that was just unbelievable. So I'm not going to complain if he turns into wax either. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, coming from old school, I I like the you know I I don't know I like it always, but I don't mind the uh, shatter or the uh, uh, like that um, snap and pull. Snap and pull, yeah. Yeah. So, but. It's all the rage right now to have that diamond. Oh yeah, you know I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a flower guy. I like to do the dabs yeah, every here and there. Oh, okay. But you know I I just I've always loved just fire weed, man. I just I love the turps. I love the I love to play with it. I love to smell it. I love to smoke it. So, <laughs> so did you start at an early age? I did. Uh, it's probably eleven or twelve. And, and you look like a very healthy guy. So. Yeah, I try to be. Um, so, I mean, I, mean done, I did, I did hardcore drugs for a long time. Oh man, you I was in a just resilient. big punk rocker too. So I can, I still am, still play in bands, still support the scene. Is that what keeps you still young? Still go see bands. I think, uh, I think my attitude keeps me young. Where do you catch I just bands never care now? about 
care, care about age, you know, I never, it was never a big deal to me. And uh, I go see, well, down here, I, have, uh, I know DRI is coming to play Grants Pass in October, but uh, that's one of the main reasons I moved to Portland too, so yeah. for bands, man. I yeah. love to go to see punk rock bands. It's punk rock and skateboarding, you know, and weed were probably the three things I loved most growing up. Yeah. So to be able to well, still do all three of those today is, like I said, I'm blessed, man. Yeah. Couldn't I'm be good. more happy in, in my situation. Uh, yeah. So you're still doing a lot of skateboarding. Still doing a lot of skateboarding. If you notice me walking a little like, gingerly today, I, I hit Talent Skate Park yesterday, and then I hit uh, Grants Pass Skate Park uh, last night around 8.30. Um, I was going to go skate today, but obviously we had some rain, so... And I probably should take a day off again before I go. You know, I just turned 50, so being able to skate, you know, and at this age, and and still have a smile on my face, I still feel like a six-year-old when I grab my skateboard to go skate. So I think that's something that keeps you young too. You know, obviously I got to be careful so I don't break myself off. So I don't skate as good as I did when I was an amateur, but I still love to just hear that truck hit that coping and this metal grinding and you know yeah. just, how long do you think you're going to be able to last i don't know man i want I, i'd love to skate when i was there i'd love to be able to drop into a, a you know a big bowl when i'm 80 and at least do a, a a hand grab or a kick turn and be able to just ride it you know right um i know i'll be able to do that on my snowboard so you're still snowboarding. Still snowboard. That's good. Um, do a lot of dog sledding now too. Dog sledding. Where do you go for that? Just um, you know, I, I had this crazy big dog, and he was pulling me on my snowboard one time, and I ran into this skier guy, and he goes, "Hey, you know, there's this sport called ski joring, and ski joring is a sport where you're on skis and two dogs pulling you, and it's a race." Hmm. So we started doing that and then it just went to a sled, more dogs, and, and my wife's actually a professional sled dog racer, one of the best on the West Coast. Um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. You take some mushrooms and go on a 15 mile run on a dog sled. There ain't like nothing it. like it, man. I like it. You don't get lost? <laughs> you don't get lost. Oh, the dogs, on, the dogs know where they're going, okay, man. Okay, so you feel So good. we train these dogs. Um, and they know the route, man. You, you leave, they know exactly where the car is, so you put it in their hands. <laughs> That's even from the beginning, or just if you. Well, you trained. Them, we trained them up from there. You know, we we had a litter. We kept them all. We trained them, um, and now you know they're they're four. They're in their prime. They're four years old. They're the best dogs ever. The most nicest, sweetest dogs. You know, we have a three-year-old who's basically sleeps with the pack, eats with the pack. She's yeah. like a dog, but she's the dog whisperer. She, the, it, it's just, a, it's an amazing thing, man, to see. I've never had a, you know how you always had a litter of puppies or kittens when you're a kid? And you had to give them all away. Yeah. So I never got to see an animal family interact with each other in my life until I kept this whole, this whole litter. Yeah. And it's amazing. There's, they're so much like humans, it's un, it's unbelievable. That, now, were you involved with dogs before that? Or did you just come into play? Well, I've and... always had animals. I've, sure. I've always yeah. been a sucker for animals. Man. It seems That's like good. cats find me, man, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I always have a stray cat show up on my doorstep. So, 
Maybe I'm a cat in a past life. <laughs> God knows. Know. I, I'm on my ninth life, probably. <laughs> um, That's good, though. I mean, you know. Yeah. So you... my mom was passionate about animals, and I, she kept us. She instilled that into us. Me and my brother. You know, we're we're tough looking dudes, but we're we're really sweetheart. When it comes to animals, man, I'm a I'm a marshmallow. <laughs> so I we, love them. Yeah. So I got we, some pet raccoons. There's another animal like that's, in a cage that is, no, they live in my yard. They roll around, they hang out with my dogs. So they come and go? They come and go. I see, um, okay. They're cool. We probably had about five or six generations of them that have grown up and they live under my deck. Um, so every spring, one of them comes back with babies and we raise a whole nother crop. But they've been coming, they've been doing this so much that it's almost like in bred into them to not be scared of the dogs because the dogs won't chase them because they're the dogs are cool with them they mm -hmm. you know they listen to us so but the raccoons over generation and over generation they're they come out these little teeny babies they're not even scared of the dogs no more and i it's weird how evolution works that way yeah for sure now we're going off <laughs> <coughs> like i said i can edit whatever okay we're at 47 you got to get home do you want to yeah do more? i should probably wrap it up okay. but um it was a pleasure so, meeting you yeah, and, uh, and a pleasure being here and i look forward to having you up in our neck of the woods and continuing this conversation yeah we will and we'll keep in touch should i do it through the um do you have a card or should yeah, i yeah let me give you my info and then um yeah do you guys have a website we do it's uh wicked wickedkindpdx.com okay and can let they me, find locations on the double, website let me make sure on that wickedkind.com sorry we changed it so it's www.wickedkind.com you can go there and see all of the dispensaries that sell our product okay good um we just signed up with rip city delivery so if it's 12 at midnight and you're looking for an eighth or something this guy will deliver it to you <laughs> nice yeah pretty good idea man yeah. it's pretty cool pretty cool little operation i got going um we look forward to you know just being able to accommodate our customers and when shops are closed these guys can deliver yeah uh did you ever think we'd be here when you were younger i did man did you i did wait, wait you did say that yeah yeah i did I, crazy. it's crazy yeah Hey, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, too. Yeah, I appreciate you sitting down because I know right. you got to get home. No uh, worries. I appreciate that. And I'll let you know. I'm, I'm, um, I'm really I'll, liked it, man. I, I was a little nervous at, at the beginning, but. It's it's easy. It's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, easy. You, I yeah. probably can sit here and talk all night. I know. Well, that's what most people say. They'll say, oh, I'll sit down with a half hour or something or 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, we'll do that. But, you know, it's. Anyway, so I appreciate it, though. All I know right. time yeah. is valuable. Yeah, no, so, no, I appreciate it. But I'll be in touch to let you know when this comes out. Okay, man, right. thank Thanks. you.